Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her in. <laughs> it was. It's funny because you never tell me. Mm-hmm. You just start. I don't. I know. And then usually, if she doesn't have one, she discovers right at about wherever you are. <laughs> And then I remember. And then it's like, we're here today to, <laughs> to put, put the her in complimentarian. <laughs> I think we've done that, though. Have we? Who knows? Remember like a year and a half ago, two years ago, when I was like, I'm going to keep a list. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Do you think I kept a list? Well, and then everyone put together a list for us. Yeah. I mean, that well, was someone else. That here's where me. we really... <laughs> Someone else did that. Here's where we really went off. We kept a list because we wanted to actually use words with her or she in them. Yeah. Well, I recommit. I rededicate my life to that about every six months. Yeah, me too. (laughs) um, You know, that's the kind of thing you have to do every six months. You have to dedicate. Oh, I know. I know. Every six months <laughs> when you really, really super mean it. Yeah. Um, and After I didn't, a retreat. I didn't mean it too hard last time. I didn't mean it hard enough, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so I'm here. My name is Summer Yeager. <laughs> and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. Put the her in here. <laughs> Put the her. I'm barely her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy, who has... Georgia's laughing at you in her sleep. I, Georgia. Oh, now she might be mad. Baby Jojo <laughs> loves me. And her little. She does. Oh, she's so mad. Tell us. I have. Did you guys hear her little raspy voice? Her little raspy voice is my favorite. She's just yelling at me right now. She must be so sleepy. Go to bed. <laughs> she wants to be on the show. I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy, who you guys can probably tell is still holding her baby. (laughs) She finished the burger, not the fries, that the patriarchy brought her. Finished the milkshake? I had a milkshake and like a few bites of a burger. Yeah, as we, and the patriarchy is still sitting next to her. He's reading a book about plants, I bet. I bet it's about plants. Let's see. (laughs) Physiology of man in the desert. What is that? It's about like exposure and heat and physiology when you're in the heat. A whole book on it? I feel like it's like drink some water and get some shade. <laughs> that should be. I mean, like, those are the basics. Did I break it down pretty well? <laughs> but, you know, like there's like lots of like, uh, it's lots of like anatomical. So just like medical school can't be take some medicine. <laughs> like. The books have to be longer than that. Fair enough. That is fair enough. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, I told. Oh, I did. I gave them. I told them all about you. I told them all about your milkshake. 
and your burger. <laughs> and that's the fact that you guys get this week. You're welcome. Uh, dang. Um, well, you're right. I did have some burger and a milkshake. <laughs> and I am Joy. And I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Summer. In Georgia. In or baby Jojo. Baby Jojo. Um, or I call her little nuggy because <laughs> she's like a little nugget she is a nugget um <laughs> or um what else do you call her well i took i stole this one from angie's older sister mm-hmm. who calls angie's daughter scrump scrumpy scrumpy uh-huh what is that like what is well that? i discovered i don't know if this is the same thing that jessica means it okay. but i discovered that it's short for scrumptious um so okay. yeah, yeah, you yeah. call him a little scrumpy scrump scrumpy scrump scrumpy scrump she is or a little peachy oh my goodness her little she has a faux hawk like a built-in her hair is so long that just down like the middle stripe of her head and it's short on the sides and it's really really cute and it gives me serious cute aggression <laughs> she's adorable she's really we cute. love her just you guys, welcome to Sheologians, where we talk about Georgia at the top of the hour every week. Yep. It's if you don't happen. like it, hit the fast forward button. Right. We gave you timestamps. Goodbye. <laughs> Just goodbye is um, what I have to say to you. <laughs> well, the thing you need to know about Summer <laughs> is that she loves Georgia. <laughs> I do. I love her so much. <laughs> and they were sitting together and talking, and Georgia was just laughing and laughing oh and laughing God. at her. You know what makes Georgia really happy is when you compliment her shoes. If you compliment her shoes, you are classic lady going to get some smiles, and I love it. And we're gonna be shoe friends, and those shoes are so cute. She can't even walk. Her shoes are better than mine. <laughs> super, They're cute. Super jealous. I know little little baby <laughs> shoes. They all have the like the shoes she's wearing right now have like grip yeah. on them, like so in great. case she is running somewhere <laughs> and she needs to stop 11 suddenly. weeks old going for a rent <laughs> right you know that's just georgia <laughs> that's georgia she's just, running already just baby jojo um okay so hey i need you guys to leave us voicemails i need you to leave us voicemails tell us what you want us to talk about in the new year we are planning a series and after that we're very excited i have no plans when are we telling them what the series is not yet probably when we start okay uh, cool because that's how we do things very cool um i'm super excited about that i really need to get rolling on that we're gonna have some super cool guests i mean i'm just assuming they'll say yes we're gonna find out (laughs) (laughs) well one of them we one of them gave us a commitment that's right that's right so that is and the other one is a good friend of your dad yeah so So you guys we're gonna make this happen (laughs) but once the series is over we have no plans so call us at 470 right 4650475 um tell us anything um i think i you remember earlier this year i was saying like especially leave a voicemail if you have a sweet accent well a lot of people were like i have an accent but it's a hideous accent so i just want you guys to know what hideous (laughs) accents do we have you know southerners were like my accent's not cute but I'm calling oh, look anyway. Oh, they are. I'm and sure. I'm like, no, your accent's actually really adorable. Um, My mother-in-law, yeah, is very southern sounding. Well, everyone that's called compared to me, everyone that's called and been like, "My accent's not cute," was wrong. Just so yeah. you know, y'all were wrong, and it was really cute. Do we have any like Bostonians or? No one from Boston. Although one guy, his mom is from Ghana, 
And so he oh. called and left a voicemail in a Ghanaian accent. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. And he was like, I totally punked you. That's really not my accent. I just know how to sound like that because my family is from there. Like his mom, that's the accent he grew up with. And I was like, I really thought, I was like, oh my goodness, I, I didn't know that was your accent. It's so cool. And he was like, got ya. <laughs> <laughs> um, in elementary school, there was this kid named Hunter uh, that like transferred in one year and we were just like became friends with him or whatever and he was just like normal guy and then his parents came to some band concert or something uh-huh. and they were like wow like we your parents have like a pretty intense accent where where's yeah. that from yeah he was like from New Zealand and we we're like how come you have an American accent <laughs> he was like I put it on every day when I come to school <laughs> And we were like, wow. And so he was training himself to no longer have an An accent. accent. That's so interesting. So, and none of us ever knew that he was from New Zealand. So, like, when he transferred into the school halfway, it was from New Zealand. That's amazing. (laughs) I know very few Americans that can do that. Like, Americans, it's like we're so pompous that we can't even copy other people's accents. Right. Well, and if we do, like, like even our best British accents, we don't realize that How our British are. accents are like a combination because different places right sound different. sound different. Right, but we just we think it's all is. like one, one thing, one thing. <laughs> right. But the point is, you guys, I don't care what your accent is. Y'all have cute little voices and whatever. Leave us a voicemail four seven zero four six five zero four seven five. Don't forget to hit us up at patreon.com slash sheologians. Join us for our book club. We'll be announcing the book for book club soon. So keep an eye out on that. An eye out on that? An eye out for that. I need my other yerba. Hey, Matthew. Or as Janie calls him, Dadu. <laughs> hey, Dadu. Hey, Dadu. I have a yerba in the fridge. Would you mind grabbing it? The patriarchy delivers. That's our next t-shirt. The patriarchy delivers. I can't really promise that. You guys, I'm so bad at making t-shirts. <laughs> we have t-shirt ideas. It's just no, really a matter I of... <laughs> I don't. <laughs> well, then I have t-shirt ideas. Joyous t-shirt ideas. <laughs> it's just really a matter of making them... A reality. Happen. It's really not my thing. Like, you have to design them. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. That was the most intense can opening of my <laughs> well, life. Well, he did it with one hand. He did it with one hand while holding Because he has huge The patriarchy hands. delivers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, what else do I need to tell them? Voicemail, book club, t-shirts will happen one day. <laughs> one oh, day when we have t-shirts, no. buy one. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to start announcing that every week. Right, right, right. Um, Maybe we'll try, well, you know, like the, usually at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. you're like, wow, let's never spend money again. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll give our uh, listeners like a few months and then mm-hmm. we'll. Yeah. That's what happens. That's what happens. That's why I'm not complaining. Okay. Just caveat. I'm not complaining. But my birthday is in January. Oh, yeah. And it's always a little deflated feeling because the holidays 
are so it's intense. Like, well, I, well, I got you something for your it's like, Christmas. I bought so. you something a month ago. So, and my birthday is exactly a month after Christmas. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> like, right. So yep. it's like it's just funny because people. I was supposed to be born in March. So were you that early? Yeah, I was pretty. I was really early. I was supposed to be born in March. Um, I did not know that. Yeah. And I was fine. The doctor was, the doctor told my dad, you know, your wife just has baby, babies early. And we went home like two days later. Two months early. <laughs> it wasn't a full two months because, because I was born at the end of January. Okay. And, you know, I think it was, it wasn't the end of March. I was, anyway, you guys get the point. I was born early. Sometimes your I'm name's like, summer, but you were born in January. Yes. You have a daughter named January who wasn't was born, born in January. <laughs> I really love month names so much. Like I'm kind of bummed. Like, if I had another kid, I probably couldn't go with a month name. But I really love month names. May. I love I love June. June is June. one of my favorite names. Mm-hmm. That's cute. And I really had to decide. Am I going with June or January? Whatever. The answer is clear. I went with January. <laughs> yeah. We all know how that turned out. <laughs> my, um, my most favorite name was always Clementine until I met Summer. And became friends with Summer, and then it was like, oh, well, you better pick a name that you like. That's not that's Clementine. not Clementine. Cause... I took it. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah I I feel like you could pretty much go through your entire life and easily not run like run the risk of meeting someone named Clementine. Yeah, no, super easy. I did. I know. <laughs> and my friends. So tomorrow, I'm gonna spend. A couple days with my friends. Two of my really. Can we give them a shout out? Yeah, because I also like them. Yeah, I know. I met them one time, and I feel like we're friends. Sue and Lane. That's what happens with Sue and Lane. You meet Sue and Lane, and you're best friends forever. Yeah, because they're the best people. Yeah, Sue and Lane. Well, they just had their first baby, but who just looks like Lane? Who just looks like his dad? (laughs) Who he's already like. He's only a couple weeks old, and he's six feet long, (laughs) like his dad. Um. But what's funny is when Clementine was born, which is coming up on seven years ago. Wow. They, they, their other really, really good friends had a baby like three months later and also named her Clementine. It's just like, oh, a thi- I don't know. I don't, I don't know what happened hmm. in 2012, 2013, but Clementine was a little bit of a thing. Well, I obviously missed mine. You missed your window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But baby Jojo. Georgia. She has a great name. Cute. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. Anyway, okay, we could probably just sit here and talk about babies for a long time. <laughs> True. This is a podcast for women, and you know where the fast forward button is. <laughs> it's true. You know what? The patriarchy delivers and the matriarchy chats. Yes. That is what we do. It's true. It's true. <laughs> anyway, so last week we kind of just explained our position on uh, how, how a little bit, certainly we did not say all that could be said. Um, but a little bit about some of the core tenets of what we believe regarding men's roles in the world. And the reason why we're discussing this is because many evangelicals are living as though these things are up for discussion. Now, there, there are things that are up for discussion but the things that we discussed last week, we don't believe are up for discussion. Right. It's not up for discussion that God created the world. He created a world with order. We are supposed to live inside of that order. He has decided what that should look like for us. 
yes, there is such a thing as Christian liberty. Um, we live in a fallen and broken world that will affect many of these things in different ways, but our duty is to do what is required of us. That's not going to look the same for every person in every way, but we live in a very postmodern time. And, uh, I think something interesting that's happening, I was thinking about this as I was driving in today was what is happening with complementarianism with the term itself. And I started laughing because I don't know if this really happened a lot in year school, but I remember there being a lot of discussion when I was in junior high, high school. Like if you were the cool kid, you had to reject labels. Like you had to be the one that was like, you know, I just, I don't really want to put a label on things. Like suddenly that became very cool. Yeah. Do you remember, like, and, and it's interesting because that really is a tenet of postmodernism. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot, of, I remember being younger and being a Christian, like, whether I was saved or not, or mm-hmm. just poorly discipled or what, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I remember not wanting to even call myself a Christian because, like, Christianity just didn't really like it was so misunderstood and people heard that word and they were like they thought a thing that wasn't true yeah and I just I like wanted to reject the connotations Mm -hmm. of Christianity right um right because I was a coward right basically Mm -hmm. yeah I didn't want to I didn't want to be controversial I don't want to deal with the ramifications of having to take a position so like I'm a Christian but like not like one of those Christians you know I'm a Christian well now I'm I'm one of those Christians right because of all the things you might think about me I can't imagine someone (laughs) listening to me now Uh who I knew back then back then they'd probably be like what happened to her I know. Mm-hmm. I've always been opinionated, but I have changed. <laughs> I didn't say words before I was about 17 years old. Right. Like not. Right. If there was like more than 15 people in a room. I didn't say you didn't words. Say anything. <laughs> so things mm, have you know. really changed Ugh. for joy. Um, so something that's happening now and, and just I will put this out there. I am not married to the term complementarianism or complementarian. And there are ways in which I would say, ooh, I'm not that. But what's happening right now with these labels is if you get online and if you start reading about this stuff, what you're going to find is that uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of general principles that complementarians believe in. And these things have mostly been defined by the CBMW, which is, which is the count... Can't talk. Council of Biblical Manhood and Womanhood, mm-hmm. and then the Danvers Statement. Oh yeah, which was a statement about, um, basically, it's just uh, was like this is the affirmations and denials of what we believe about manhood and womanhood. Yeah, essentially. Okay, so CBMW and the Danvers Statement. These are the two big things that kind of define what we know as complementarianism. Right. What's happening right now. Was Danvers, um, who was that? Was that the SBC or um, what was Danvers? No. So it, it basically, it's from the CB, the, the framers of the Danvers statement 
were people from the CBMW, the Council of Biblical Management. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and it kind of it serves as like an overview of right. the CBMW's beliefs. Oh, that's okay. what it that's what it says it sets out to do. Okay, okay. So not quite like because I I'd heard of the Danvers statement before, but it's not right. quite like the social justice statement. Like no. it's actually it's co- sort of like the belief statement of that organization. Yes, that's okay. right. Gotcha. Um, okay, so here's here's what's happening right now with complementarianism. There are people that are essentially arguing that in order to believe, in order to be a part of the CBMW or to hold the Danvers Statement, there's also heresies you have to hold to. So this is a oh, really yeah. smart tactic, because, and it is a tactic, mm-hmm. because essentially if you tell someone, well, in order to believe this, you have to be heretical. You have to believe this heresy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, none of us want to. Who wants to be her? I don't want to be a heretic. I, I really don't want to be a heretic. So I guess I must you reject. You want to be a heretic, do you? <laughs> right. So what you're going to hear is that uh, the CBMW and the Danvers Statement, the leaders teach a Trinitarian falsehood called ESS, which is the eternal subordination of the sun, uh, which is basically a confusion between the economic and the ontological trinity. I'm not going to get into the ESS thing because I think that would be giving it far too much credit. Personally, um, I don't. We reject ESS. You and I do not hold ESS. Most people who would say, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that like 98.7% of people who would call themselves complementarians don't know what ESS is and don't hold to it. Right. Because <laughs> it's not right. orthodoxy. Right. It's not. It's just not. Right. Um, so you're going to hear, well, if you're going to believe the Danvers Statement or the CBMW, then, you know, that's Trinitarian heresy. False. This is not true. Right. Um, According to you. <laughs> right. So the the three main players in the CBMW um they would say there's three main players. That's uh, Bruce Ware, Wayne Grudem, and Denny Burke. And they are pretty prominent names associated with the Danvers Statement. However, ESS was never a part of the Danvers no. Statement. It was never a part of the affirmation and not, denials. I don't even know. Is that a relatively new association? Because I feel like for a period of time, I didn't hear... Yeah, the, the, associated with yeah the controversy complementarianism right the controversy over ESS really flared up in 2016, and now there's like a whole contingent that is just they are they are telling everyone and their mom, well if you're a complementarian you hold to this heresy. But the fact of the matter is ESS was never foundational to the Danvers right. statement. It was, and we should note that pretty much all of the uh, the Napark churches, which is a Presbyterian denomination for you Baptists listening, and and basically evangelical churches, pretty much all of them embraced the Danvers Statement until about 2012. Um, and there were there were a lot of uh, even the the PCA considered adopting the statement, um, but they had minor disagreements, and um, the PCA didn't want to promote the CBMW. ESS was not part of this. Um. So the other thing you're going to hear that like a big thing against complementarianism um, is that complementarians believe that all women are supposed to be sub- submissive to all men, which honestly, when I started hearing this one, 
I was just like, okay, well, both of them, honesty is out the window. Now. Both of them, I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no. I don't know a single complimentarian, and I I have asked a lot. I asked, I've asked online, and I got railroaded for it. I do not know a single yeah, I have complimentarian never even heard that who believes that all women are to be submissive to all no. men. I don't know one. It's just not even. It's not. It's just made up. It's well, it's, no. I I'm sure. I'm positive. There's some fringe out there. Oh yeah. Who maybe has a funky view on this? But if you're but talking, to say that it's closely associated with complementarianism is made up. Like to say that they right. all believe that. Right. When you heard of one well, fringe it, person. It, it might be a category error as well, because yeah. there are disagreements here about the nature of men and women and things yeah. like that. It might be a category error that's happening. But at the end of the day, I don't know a single complementarian pastor that would tell me that I should be submissive to your husband. Right. There, there's not a single no. one. Mm-mm. Not Show me one pastor that believes right. I should submit to Matthew. Right. I don't know any. No, they don't. They're not. They're not there. Like no. you said, there may be some weird fringe people. Right. But to look to find one fringe person and then right. say this is what this group of people believes believes that's made up. That's not how you it's make an argument. Like that's not. No. And beyond that, um, they the same this kind of same group of people would say that patriarchy teaches the same thing that all women are to be submissive to all men. And patriarchy assumes eternal subordination of the sun. And again, that's completely wrong. Perhaps there are some well-meaning people that are saying this that are just having issues with category errors. Like I'm trying to give that caveat to say like, okay, maybe there's someone out there who misunderstood someone's position. Right. Um, Maybe it has to do with ontology and things like that. But even then, like if you're bringing this, if you're bringing this to your complementarian friend. Yeah. And you're saying like, well, you you believe that all women are supposed to be subordinate to all men, submissive to all men. Mm-hmm. I doubt that there is a single person who hasn't heard the response. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. It is. I We're willing to give people the benefit of the doubt because I'm not here to right. like to speak in the like I, like, I know the position of every egalitarian. I don't. <laughs> right. I don't. But the point right. is, is if you have ever used that as an argument, even if you didn't know it was wrong, the person you used it to said no. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> no. so then they corrected you. Yeah. So now it's time to stop right. using that. Right. So. um, Which, I mean, I guess is just another problem that plagues our weird postmodern world. Like you say, no, I don't believe that. And people go, but you do. And you're like, well, I just I just said I didn't. Right. Now, there was there is one article, one article that I'm aware of that was published in the the journal for the Council of Biblical Manhood and Womanhood. Okay, that did argue for women as submissive to men because of ESS. There's one article. Okay. But that doesn't change the fact that the majority of people associated that have, that have signed the Danvers statement and that have held a complementarian position, the majority of people don't hold to that position. So it's like you, you take the worst of the, you take one thing that, that is a problem because I reject, I reject that outright. Yes. 
Um, it is a problem. But most most people associated with complementarianism don't hold that per- position. Right. And so it's totally fine and and it's beyond fine. It's good to hold people accountable for serious issues. Getting the Trinity right is a big, big deal. If you don't get the Trinity right, it's a big deal. Yeah. And 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 I I have no interest in minimizing that. No. However, you we do believe that's very, very it's important. Very, it's very important. If you want to know our position on the Trinity, you can read a book called The Forgotten Trinity by Dr. James White. We agree with it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to uh, belittle Trinitarian issues at all, but it does not follow that just because there are a few people who have been who hold to complementarianism, who hold this wacky position now all complementarians hold this wacky position. That's not true. You have to be able to let people define their terms and say what they believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so trying to throw out complementarianism as a whole, because there have been some complementarians that have held the ESS, is dishonest. It's also dishonest for those people that hold the ESS to use complementarianism to promote ESS. Both right. sides of these coins we reject. Right. So there are actual issues within complementarianism. Yeah. I think the patriarchal position is actually better. (laughs) But here's the thing. If you go on social media to discover what that position is, you're probably not going to get an honest characterization of that either. Right. Because every time I get online, I read that the patriarchy is this idea that all women are supposed to be submissive to all men. And that is not what I believe. And that's not what scripture teaches. And so there's just a lot of this issue right now is so heated right it's so so heated um that it's hard to have conversations that actually move the ball down the field right instead of just like slam dunks that you write online right and you're just like oh i i i won that argument right Right. And so one of my concerns is that complementarianism, it, it is much, it's bigger than the CBMW. You don't have to be a part of the CBMW or no. have read anything from the CBMW to hold to the tenets of complementarianism, many of which I agree with and a couple of which I don't. Um, but what I'm concerned about is kind of this, there's a whole ex-complementarian movement right now that is not being fair in its characterization of what complementarianism is. And not only that, they're, they're saying, you know, I am, I'm conservative and I'm this, and I only believe that qualified men should be uh, pastors. And I believe women should be submissive to their husbands and all that. But then you look at what they're actually saying. And some of that is very concerning too. So I gave an example um, when we were at ReformCon, and I'll repeat it now because this one really concerns me. Um, there is a there's an egalitarian hermeneutic. There's an egalitarian way to read Paul, and many of the people that I'm reading who are a part of the ex comp movement, they adopt the egalitarian hermeneutic in many ways that should that are this concerning. And the example that I've given of that is the command for women to be silent in the churches. Their explanation for what the reasoning is is the same as an egalitarian explanation, which is, 
while this was written, you know, to a certain place at a certain time and, and we know that the women there, they were just really loud. The women at this church, they were just rowdy. And so this wasn't a, a rule for all time. This wasn't a, a demand, a saying, you know, women should be silent in church. It was just like these women here were really loud. And so what I'm seeing is the ex-comp movement adopting that kind of hermeneutic. And, and but so this this liberal hermeneutic and right. then saying, well, you know, no, 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 we're 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 confessional and we're conservative yeah. and, and only men and this and that. Um, and so we need to be careful because that is a way to deconstruct a belief system. It reminds me of when um, my friend was she brought this up the other day. Rachel Held Evans wrote that book, A Year of Biblical Womanhood. Yeah. Right. And she's saying, I just want to see what it's like to live for a year as a woman. I love I love the Bible. I love God. And I want to see what it's like to live, you know, for a year, as the Bible has said. But what was her real goal there? It was to deconstruct what the Bible says about womanhood. And so I don't want to be dishonest. I don't want to be unfair to the positions that I'm critiquing. But here's the here's here's what is happening, and draw your own conclusions. If if Rachel Held Evans comes to you and is like, "I just want to see what real womanhood is about," and then she writes a book mocking and uh and with through a hermeneutic, uh through a liberal hermeneutic, what scripture has said about women, right? Draw your own conclusion. Yeah. And if you're met with women who are saying you know, I'm conservative and I'm confessional and I believe X, Y, Z. And then you watch them interpret scripture with an egalitarian hermeneutic. You have to draw your own. There's something happening here. There's something happening here. I can't, I can't tell you the motivations of people's hearts. Right. But something has gone wrong. Yeah. I think that's more. That's probably a good way of putting it. It's just that something's gone wrong. Like something's poisoned the water hole. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like um, there, yeah. there's something that has made its way into our hearts right. and minds. Right. That is changing the way that we think. Um, right. And I think it's probably the world. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, hard to be more specific than that, certainly. Well, and... and... I think it's so easy for us because of the time that we live in, because of how we've been brought up in the world that we automatically see things through a lens, maybe a distorted lens a lot of time. And I honestly think there's just a lot of, um, I mean, there's a lot of rebellion going on. Yeah. I think that what we have is a lot of people who've always been uncomfortable with the idea of fathers ruling their homes. Right. uh, Which honestly is, is discomfort with God ruling the world. I understand. I understand that um, not everybody has a great father and that, yeah. that taints how you look. I live in a broken world too. And I understand that. And I understand people have bad experiences and I, I, I but that's not an excuse. Like right. we have a duty as Christians to live the way that God has said, no matter what our experiences have been. Right. Um, and I think about the faithful women that we, see in scripture um who you know i know women i know i know christian women married to 
unbelieving men. Mm-hmm. And I have sat with them and I have seen their tears. Yeah. And I, I have been moved to tears by the way that they have taken scripture seriously in honoring and respecting, sorry, in honoring and respecting their husbands um, in the way that they are commanded to, despite the fact that they are not Christians. Right. And our sisters are out there and they are doing that. And I don't know why God has them at that, in that position. And we cry with them. And, you know, my, my goal here today is not to give you a how-to manual or what-to-do manual. It's to say there's a lot of confusion out there. There's something really happening right now uh, in the culture with manhood and womanhood. And you can see the same cracks and creaks and fissures happening within the church. And I think now more than ever in our lifetimes, we have to be so bold and so unafraid to say what God says is best. Yeah. And I read this article and it just broke my heart because it was an article very much against uh, the patriarchy and complementarianism. And it was written by somebody who clearly had been hurt, but it was a man who, you know, for, for one reason or another, his wife is unable to take care of the home due to health issues. And so as well as being the breadwinner, he is the one doing the laundry and the yeah. dishes and all this stuff. And he has so misunderstood I would say our position, a position that you and I hold to, that he actually believes that you and I would think he is in sin for doing the housework in order to love his wife. Well, and this, I mean, that's just concerning because that just speaks to like giving fellow believers grace. Right. You know, like, right. um, Well, and I, you know, I do think it's, it's obviously a very emotion, an emotionally charged issue because mm-hmm. m- many times when people refer, I guess when it started kind of being referred to as the patriarchy in a negative way, mm-hmm. it's because women were, they were fighting mm-hmm. for some human rights. Mm-hmm. We weren't like, we're not for, we've, we've made it pretty clear. Oh. <laughs> we've made it pretty clear that like we're not trying to go back to like the 1950s oh no housewife no um or you want to change her baby oh that's so sad we're not even we're not editing that out it's so cute (laughs) baby jojo um but I think so. I think obviously, like the emotional charge that goes along with the patriarchy mm-hmm. is that um, they were the patriarchy um, supported. So they obtained leadership by like denying the humanity uh-huh. of women. Right. And I'm not saying that hasn't happened. We have never denied abuse that, has happened. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, but what you, your response, so if someone, if some group, worldly group 
improperly defines what a human is. We don't scramble to find our own definition of what a human is just because those people claimed to use God's definition. If they weren't using God's definition Mm -hmm. of what a human is, Mm -hmm. then they weren't using God's definition of what a human is. It doesn't mean God was wrong. Right. It means we messed up. We messed up. We messed up. Um, So there is nothing we, we have. We have what is necessary to know Mm -hmm. um, the value of women. And we, we don't, you know, we believe, you know, there's been stuff uh, we've incited some conversation about with some talk about voting rights and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but certainly in our views on voting rights, mm-hmm. we don't believe that women are property. Right. We don't. We <laughs> right. believe that women are people. Um, Did you say we don't believe women are people? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, gosh. No, <laughs> that's believe... going to be taken out of context so bad. <laughs> edit it. Edit it. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we do believe that women are people. <laughs> I am not a person today. I'm tired. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, and what I, why I brought up that article was to say that I read that and I had a couple, I had a very, I had a couple very emotional reactions. Number one, I hate that we're in a place and, and I don't know the motivations of this man's heart in writing it. Maybe, maybe those it of us just be, he's very like hurt and right. going through something very and, intense. It and sounds. perhaps like if that is what anybody believes, then maybe we need to ask, how can we be more clear? Right. But I don't know that that's always the case. I can't argue that um, everyone who holds a complementarian or patriarchal position of all time has been so unclear. I'm just saying, okay, I want, I care very deeply about being clear. And I'm if I'm super clear and then I'm still misunderstood, then maybe some dishonesty is going on. But my right. my my point is is that I don't know a single complementarian who would look at what that man is doing, who's serving sacrificially, who's loving his wife, who's stewarding his home well, is in the wrong. He's right. not in the wrong. He is called to love and serve his family that way. Right. And that's not against complementarianism. That's not against anybody I know who believes in whatever you think the patriarchy is. Yeah. That's not, that is not an honest representation of the position. And perhaps who he's talked to has been unclear and I'm not going to impugn whatever his motives were in any way. I'm just saying I read that and I thought, oh my goodness, we have a lot of work to do. If anybody out there thinks that a man taking care of his family while he, because his wife is physically unable to is in the wrong, something has broken down here that should not have broken down. Right. Because that is not what we believe yeah. at all. I actually believe men should be super, super involved, intimately involved with what's going on in their households. Right. Um, and, and serving sacrificially. Uh, to yeah. and, and, and it sounds like this man is. And so I'm just saying there's a lot of work we have left to do. There's a lot of discussion that we need to have. And I think step number one, I don't have all the answers to how to heal this divide. I don't know if it can be. I don't even know if it should be. I don't know what God is doing with all that's happening here. But what I 
step number one, I think, is we need we need to find out what it looks like when women and men are truly and completely living lives that are soaked in the word of God. Right. Whatever direction we need to go, that's step number one. And I think we should be concerned with the duties that we have before God in the role that he has given us. Mm -hmm. And we can, we can all agree that it's not going to look exactly the same for every family. No, of course not. It's not going to, my, my role as a wife and a mother doesn't look exactly like yours, but it's also not going to look completely unrelated. Like what we are doing, it's not going to be like so radically unrelated. Um, So, and I think we need to be patient with each other. These conversations take more than tweets and articles. Mm -hmm. I'm not against tweets or articles, but they take more than that. And I think we just need to be ready to submit to God and all of it. Well said. Creak, creak, creak. I wonder if you guys can hear that. I know you probably (laughs) can't wait to hear it. I like it. uh, (laughs) Arm of the microphone. Okay. I have a squeaky one. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do think I think it has to do I think more of us need to get more of us need to be doing our duty. Mm -hmm. We are are like wake up in the morning. And the first thing on our to-do list should really be, like, the thing we're not supposed to do until everything else has been done. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a big, that's probably one of the bigger issues Mm -hmm. that's facing our culture. But I guess women in this specific context. Right. We would be different people if we, you should be a different person if you're doing your duty versus if you're not doing that's it. That's right. That's right. Okay, well, I don't have anything else on this topic, do you? No. I mean, I feel like there's a bunch of things. There's to a say. lot of things. We, yeah, that's right. There but. are a lot of things we could say, but we can't say them all now. So if you guys want to leave us a voicemail, our voicemail number is 470-465-0475. Um, I don't even know. That's it. That's all I have. I that's hope this it. was helpful. And go read your Bible. Okay, <laughs> bye. Bye. lost at the fall, running away when I'd hear you call. Father, you.